dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So thankful for all of you to join us. I have a wonderful guest I want to get to in just a moment. But first, I want to go ahead and talk to you as I do this uh, batch of recordings today. I have four recordings I'm doing back-to-back, which all of you will be hearing over the next few weeks. And actually, this will be coming up uh, right around the holidays, just around November time. But... One thing I want to definitely do as I'm completing another year of Blunt Business, when I started this, I actually took over the show, I think, what was it, back in August? And it's been wonderful doing all these shows and doing so many episodes at one time. I would love to hear more feedback from all of you. I know a lot of you listen to this show, and I'm so thankful for all of you finding this show, however you find this show. But most importantly, I'd love to get more feedback in terms of any guests that you want me to bring on the program if there are people that you specifically want me to bring on the program, any particular topics you like to hear about more than others, I hope you'll take a moment, write down my email address, brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. Again, that's B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. I would love to hear from you. Please uh, add in the subject bar, Blunt Business, so that I'll know it's coming from you, because a lot of emails come into the show on a regular basis and I want to make sure I get to go ahead and respond back to each and every email that comes in. So I hope you'll think about that as we go ahead and segue into my next guest. She found an effort to bring highly designed products to market in a way that gives back to the community. This brand advocates for LGBTQ rights, criminal justice reform, and the advancement of scientific research in cannabis. So a real do good in cannabis. That's really something that's a really powerful positive story i'm joined right now with the founder of besito maggie connors maggie thanks for joining us thank you so much for having me so glad to have you what an amazing story i see that uh quite a bit of uh, things we could probably have in common we are both uh cuban american both raised in florida and but obviously you've gone into this direction that i'm really curious and want to go and just dive right into besito has recently announced a partnership with Equity First Alliance with the release of a powerful campaign featuring advocates, formerly incarcerated individuals, and their family members, amplifying the voices of those impacted by the war on drugs. Chat me up about this partnership. Absolutely. So I'm glad we're starting with this because it usually comes up last, even though to me it's the most important thing. So... We really believe at Besito that partaking in the legal cannabis industry as a business or as a consumer is a huge privilege. And as we set out to create a legal industry um, here in California and, and across the country, we think it's imperative to acknowledge the past of this plant, the criminalization of cannabis, and mass incarceration from the war on drugs. So when we thought about what campaign we wanted to do, nothing was more important to us than bringing these stories to light in a poignant but also beautiful way and bringing them, using our platform to share them so that folks know 
the personal impact and see the faces of those who have been most affected by the war on drugs. So we created all of the a beautiful um, documentary coming as well as uh, photography with a really awesome cast and crew. But then the next level, of course, is doing something about it. So we released this two weeks ago in conjunction with um, National Expungement Week, which we sponsored to, and we are advocating for automated widespread expungement as legalization continues. Now, and if, if I could just hold you for a second, because I know we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we go and step away from that, I want to talk about the fact of how you're looking to amplify these voices, because in certain legislation for a number of states that decided to go ahead and create adult use legalization, one of the caveats that were being made in several of the policies that were put out was the fact that there was an initiative to hire more convicted felons into the workforce of the cannabis industry. So with this project, are you looking to go ahead and expand upon what some of these legislatures have done so far? Are there other people outside that you want to help in terms of a community effort, not just bringing them into the cannabis industry, but to also do something more outside of that? Absolutely. It's a rallying cry for social equity built into legalization. And I think in order to do that and going forward, we have to recognize and acknowledge the past, which is what we've done through these stories. And then by sharing them, not only here in LA where, where our stories are based, but we're screening them um, throughout the West Coast, in New York in a few weeks. We are helping educate um, the background and make sure that with this awareness, um, it affects not only individuals and expungements, but hopefully regulations themselves as states, as you said, create social equity programs to make sure that these folks most impacted by the war on drugs are included inside. Um, because to me, it's really- They want to learn, we're learning about the plan itself. Then there's the other part, like you said, social equity is exactly right. And the fact of look at who we're doing, we're helping those that are getting a second chance. And that's where other place can you say that? And it's not anything more than just that, you know, there's a moral, equivalency to doing that for others and that's the idea now this project we were just talking about let me go ahead and open up to that a record shouldn't last a lifetime it's a call to action and an urgent reminder of the moral obligation of those who are profiting off the legal cannabis industry to fight for equity and reparative justice the multimedia campaign puts an intimate and human face to those who have been most harmed featuring the subjects compelling personal stories in their own environments Part of this, you you have a lot of cloud. I mean, I, we could go on just about your work with Fortune 500 companies. You worked as an executive of Pepsi's, Starbucks, and Apple before you founded Besito. What inspired you to take on this moral obligation? Really, this is a big part of what brought me into cannabis to begin with. I came out to California right before, um, a few years before recreational legalization and was moved to join the industry for two reasons. Um, this being the most important, I saw it as a societal shift and really believed that if we create great cannabis companies, legalization will continue and that's better for the world for a variety of reasons. Most importantly, of course, helping stem mass incarceration 
And secondly, which we're seeing right now as well, is better consumer safety with a regulated supply chain and high testing standards. So that was the first reason. And the second, as you mentioned, was my background in consumer products. At the end of the day, I'm really a consumer and design nerd and was really excited <laughs> about the opportunity to kind of bring um, a new design and aesthetic to cannabis, which I've loved so long. And, and by the way, I, I want to just go and point out to people while I was doing some of my research, there's a great article in Culture Hub with a K that did a great profile piece on you. We took a few things from that. If you really want to get more deep and uh, real more in depth, which I wish I had time to, but there's just so much to talk about. I got to go and take us a commercial break. But again, I'm here with the founder of Besito, Mackie Connors, here on Cannabis Radio. Back with more Blunt Business, Blunt Business in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry plant profits only on cannabisradio.com the national cannabis industry association's third annual california cannabis business conference takes place october 8th and 9th in long beach california register today at california cannabis business conference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of Expo Floor, showcasing over 200 exhibitors. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back here with Maggie Connors, founder of Basito, here on Blunt Business. 
as I said before the top of the break, I pointed people out to an article that was featured about you in Culture Hub, K-U-L-T-U-R-E-Hub.com, and they did a story called Meet Maggie Connors, the CEO behind, behind Basito, your new favorite vape. And I want to just take something that they talked about in the story. They wrote this, one of the most refreshing elements of the Basito vape pen, which is one of the products being featured, is both how the product and lifestyle are marketed. Oftentimes in the media, people of color are shown consuming cannabis and the most stereotypical atmosphere, such as music studios, putting us in a box that certainly can't handle our smoke. Talk to me about how this differentiates the stigma that's already been portrayed by the mainstream media. As I mentioned before, we're getting that, but we need to change the narrative. And how do we break through that mold? Absolutely. So I think that prohibition led to a very... Um, kind of specific cannabis counterculture. And as much as I've um, loved being part of that for the last, you know, 16 years of my life, I also recognize that it can be very kind of hardcore um, and often scary and, and masculine. And it wasn't going to be accessible or resonate with a more mainstream consumer. Um, I think of my friends as, and I knew with legalization, more folks would be come in and excited to be consume cannabis and enjoy all the benefits, but the current culture wasn't speaking to them. And so to me, design is this great way to do this. It's this beautiful plant and the aesthetic wasn't reflective of that experience always. So what we did is bring design talent from beauty and fashion into cannabis. And that starts at the product level. So we have a really beautiful, unique hexagonal vaporizer that's also functional, doesn't roll off the table. But secondly is our creative. So representation is important and we wanted to show what we know to be true. There are groups of friends, super diverse here in LA that are using cannabis to enhance their kind of busy and rich lifestyles. So I think the difference is cannabis wasn't just kind of an unattainable lifestyle that was like deep in counterculture, um, but instead something that everyday people can incorporate into their lives around art, music, fashion, um, that's also quite accessible and at a inclusive price point. So the one thing I noticed Obviously, when we talked about earlier, the brand advocating, and let me just mention like this, and I'm pretty sure I'm not out of line by saying that an equal priority goes for three major social and cultural form, uh, changes that are going on within what's going on today. So LGBT rights, criminal justice reforms, advancement of scientific research. A lot of political, culture, it's, it's a clash right now of cultures. And obviously, this, this decade has really seen a major change, but it's also been stirred up and so aggressive this time around from a lot of different things. And I'm just wondering, with this here and the campaign you're trying to do with the record shouldn't last a lifetime and with what you're doing with your product, how do you find yourself above the noise that's going on? Because there's so many people in, a, in almost an outcry that are very vocal and very active about changing the culture and going into different norms and trying to create a new normal. And we've heard that phrase at the early start of the decade. And now there's so much being brought upon us to try to go ahead and establish it. And I'm just wondering, how do you get your voice out there to stay up 
above the cloud so that everybody can keep an ear of what you're saying? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think what we did with this campaign is very unique in that we created it in conjunction with Equity First Alliance. So we looked at many groups that are doing this type of work and Equity First Alliance was the best partner for us in that not only did they have very similar and specific mission working at the intersection of reparative justice and cannabis um, and, and repairing the harms caused by the war on drugs, but they also were willing to work with a legal brand on making this joint message, which is that the legal brands and legal cannabis businesses can be part of the more activist mission work and we're saying that they should. And so it's a little bit unique, but we put the campaign on together. We drove to their petition um, calling for automated national expungements. And we are also announcing that 1% of all the CITO profits will be going towards um, supporting their efforts. So of course we can't do it alone and it's really about creating those partnerships and supporting the work that, of the folks who are doing it every single day. And like I said, this show, this is where I get a chance. I like when I get these stories here where we get to talk about not only are you creating the campaigns to try to go ahead and create awareness, but you're also pitching back in. And it's hard to see, uh, it's hard to go ahead and get these stories brought up to a platform for people to hear about it because I mean, and this is regardless of anybody's political view, the media decides to go ahead and pick and choose whatever is good clickbait, whatever they think is marketable and profitable for them. And they decide to go ahead and take, and this is just me, I just don't, I don't need celebrities to tell me what to think and I don't need people being propped up that are for a different agenda altogether. It's really, it's like back up what you say and let your actions speak along with your words. And I don't know if that's done enough yet. And that's why I wish more stories like yours came to the forefront because there are those that are, I guess, with it's just I feel like there's some other motives for other people that people will try to get behind something like this. And I don't want I want the real story to get across and I want real action to be done. And I don't want this. I would not ever want this campaign to go ahead and fall on deaf ears and not be effective. But you're making that happen. I want to see more of this happening, more things like what you're doing, Maggie. That's the whole point. Thank Back you. To, you're very really welcome. It. And, I, and I think that, of course, was our intent with this campaign is to share these stories, but also galvanize other legal cannabis companies to put part of the proceeds that we're making off this plant towards the, our history and improving the lives of those who have been so ravaged by the war on drugs. And for us, the new normal isn't um, ignoring the past in this as we usher in this new legal cannabis life but instead acknowledging it and doing what we can to make a more equitable future i could go on with that discussion for a while and go into some other areas but i don't want to do that let's go and stick back to basito back to the story from culture hub quote basito paints an accurate picture of the lifestyles of the young canna creative not everyone smokes weed to get obliterated a lot of us spark up to activate and produce new projects, calm nerves before an event, or just stay calm when that Uber is still five minutes away. So talk to me about this picture you're looking to paint with those on the outside looking in. 
because I see those type of people at whatever trade show and every event I go to, and just the events like our USCC Expo, we had a lot of consumers come in that might have wanted to come in to pick up a medical marijuana card and be checked out and go check out products. There was a lot of good, obviously, there's just there's good people out there that are accountable and they're responsible about how they consume. Absolutely. And I think this is where our unique blends come in. So Besito, as you know, means little kiss. Uh And that's a nod to the effects of our product. So all of our vaporizers have two to one THC to CBD blends. And so that entourage effect maximizes the therapeutic benefits of the CBD. But the CBD also kind of counters and balances the high caused by the THC. On top of the ratio, we just put less THC in there. So a a lot of ways, the last few years, vaporizers have just become a vessel for maximum THC to get you as high as possible. (laughs) And, And that's great, fine. That is a big occasion and a big consumer. But I just believe in consumer choice, and I felt like we needed more options with lower levels of THC. So I like to use the metaphor that Besito is a sip of rosé instead of a bottle of tequila. The high that our pens produce takes the edge off and helps you relax, but without getting you, you know, stuck to the couch. <laughs> A little background into the vape pen itself, which I haven't had a chance to talk much about, but let's go and bring this up. Now, it's a deluxe pen, and its current line of products is Sativa Hybrids that provide a two-to-one blend of THC and CBD for the perfect hit every time, distilled from pesticide-free cannabis. Great flavors, by the way. Grapefruit, mint, and blackberry. Very different flavors are the latest flavors coming up on deck, giving newbies the perfect introduction to cannabis and what a social high actually is. It's also made from medical-grade stainless steel with a built-in battery. Seamless, enjoyable, doesn't ask a lot of the vapor other than to, you know, vape it. I'm back with uh, more questions here with Maggie Connors, the CEO and founder of Besito. Be back with more questions to wrap things up in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room and Tom said, Man, I'm really one took over the line and I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to hem present only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah! 
Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemping. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back finishing up a wonderful conversation here with Maggie Connors, the founder of Basit, the here on Blunt Business. Maggie, thanks again for making time to join us in the program. I just have a few more things just to ask you before we wrap things up. I mentioned at the start of the show, you grew up in a Cuban household. First of all, did you ever watch Capesa USA growing up? Yes. (laughs) So would you think of yourself as Carmencita, Violeta, or Sharon? <laughs> oh, Carmen Sita, I think. Because <laughs> we all know, if anybody watches that show, if you ever get a chance to watch it, go look for it on YouTube, go find the DVD, go look for it. It used to be on PBS all the time, and in Miami, you can catch it on some Spanish station. It still shows even today, 40 years later, and it's great. Uh, so, you grew up in a Cuban household. Cannabis wasn't accepted by the family, and it led you to concealing your liking for it until you started your own business. Now, in the story back from Culture Hub, parents really will never understand, but to help remove these cultural stigmas, you made it a point to infuse Cuban culture, cues from Spanish and Mexican cultures, and communities in L.A. Taking a closer look at what Basito has evolved into, the name, vibrant colors, and flavors. That's all the examples you need. Even behind the scenes, diversity and investors, and everyone a part of the brand, being a part of the brand was a top priority, and it shows. Now, I also grew up in a Cuban household, and I can understand, and you know, my family, it's really surprising where they're actually quite accepting of understanding for cannabis in terms of the CBD and using it for topicals, using it for medical uses, probably not so much adult use. But tell me behind your strategy of what you use from your upbringing to infuse into this brand. Absolutely. So as I said, when I came into California cannabis a few years ago, I saw the marketplace was mostly very kind of black, potent, and oftentimes scary in, yeah. in product and messaging. And then at the end of, of our medical market, it kind of swung the other way to very white, sterile, you know, semi-medical. And I felt like it was just missing a fun, a kind of light, bright joy that of course is endemic yeah. to the plant and the effects that it provides. So absolutely inspired by my own Cuban culture, um, as well as all the Latinx influence on LA, we brought the vibrancy of that culture to the colors, the natural flavors, and of course the name Besito. Um, In particular, I I really spent a lot of time looking into Cuba during the history of Cuba during the US prohibition and how 
you know, thousands of bartenders fled there. And my family was involved with a beer called La Tropical. Wow. And, um, you know, folks from New York would get on planes, leave the dry land for the wet islands for a weekend of fun and dancing in Cuba. Yeah. Um, so I just took a lot of this, the joy of um, that we've seen in the past and that, of course, you know, this plant provides and wanted to bring that into legal cannabis because that's what I know from this plant. And I just felt like that um, daytime um, magic wasn't really being expressed. Very interesting. When I think about uh, what my parents said about pre-Castro days in Cuba and how popular it was, like I mean, before Vegas was really Vegas, Cuba and Havana was just the place to be. And I, I wish I could have been there for all of that. It sounds like the atmosphere, the lifestyle, the culture, and also, not to make mention of, I mean, we, I want to make mention of this, Cuba was is very multicultural and very diverse in yep. many respects. I mean, there was, it, it's really weird how many different types of people came across. Even when you come to Miami, I think, you know, Cuban people are very uh, welcoming to various cultures, various diversity in the first place. I don't think we have any issues accepting people at all, and I think there's nothing feels of that. I, that's also just... I mean, I think the human heritage always says, you know, we're probably better than everybody else. We kind of had that better than everybody attitude kind of thing, a little bit of a pride, a lot of pride within our culture. And that's good to have. And I think also the same idea is that you almost see that kind of those days, the way it was inflected into South Beach and the way Miami Beach is now today, that same kind of feeling gets into that. And that party atmosphere you're talking about and bringing the cultures together sounds like a great thing. So with that said, I haven't had a chance to let you talk about Basito itself. Let's talk a little more about the vape pen and more about how we can learn more about what you're doing. Take to me, help me learn where I can go ahead and learn about a record shouldn't last a lifetime, where I can go ahead and watch it, where people can go and view it, and where they can go directly and try to get their own vape pens and really experience everything that's going by with every puff of a Basito vape pen. Absolutely. So our website, uh, Basito.la, contains everything about our product as well as our mission and our record shouldn't last a lifetime campaign created with Equity First Alliance. And then we are available here in LA on ease for delivery and a few of our favorite dispensaries. Fantastic. So it's again, B-E-S-I-T-O dot L-A. Correct. Put at L-A over there. And yeah, I love the packaging. I love the way you have things set up. I thought, um, it's good. And also, when it comes to, and I'll ask this too, because obviously the vape, the you know, they're trying to, you know, latch the, the industry with the jewel pens and all with a lot of criticism. And I like the fact that I can bring you on and talk about how you're doing really great work with great quality, high quality vape pens, which obviously whenever happens with the things that are going with that other industry with the tobacco-based products, those will go by the wayside, they go away, and then products like Basito will come to the forefront and replace and offer a better experience. You know that you're actually doing something socially with it by buying it and that you know you're getting good quality altogether. So it's good all around. Maggie Connors, again, founder of Basito. I'm so glad to have you on the program and I hope you'll keep in touch with us. Thanks for making time for us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And also thank you listeners for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the program and please continue to tell people to go ahead and look for the show here. 
Thanks for joining us as always. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to CannabisRadio.com, which hosts the show every week. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.